Time live back in action, blasting through your speakers on Anchor Radio. This is the third and three podcast presented by the Real Deal Rufus Sports. And special thanks as always to the sports column. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we're coming to you on a special Thursday edition of Third and Three, getting back into the NFL, continuing our unique version of the Mount Rushmore segment, and a whole lot more. So strap in and get ready for the action, baby. Before we get to the topics of the day, time to introduce the team. Ladies first, the first lady of sports podcast. With this as always, Miss Nikki Nick. What's good, girl? Hi, guys. Good. Had a crazy day. I'm a little zoomed out, uh, so I'm happy to uh, take my mind off of work for the next hour or so. <laughs> yeah, that damn Zoom thing, man. Uh, it's time yeah. to get back to reality. <laughs> I like 3D, not this 2D nonsense. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, man. D, what's happening, baby? Grayson's with our presence once again. How are you feeling, man? Doing good, man. Ready to get back to talking some sports with you guys. Like you said, it's a great escape from everything that's going on. So yes, yes. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's right. And we got plenty to talk about today. I don't know if we'll have time for everything as usual because we can go on forever, but we'll give it our best shot. So, Plenty to discuss, as we said. Guys, you can tweet at us, at Sports Profit one That's me. Nikki is at N-I-K-K-I-N-I-C-9384. And my man Damien, the real deal WDA. But also, just as of today, we have a third and three podcast Twitter account. So get your butts over there. All right. Like us. You know, do whatever. Follow us. We'll follow you back. All that good stuff. So it's happening. We're in there. Guys, uh, you know, we started that Matt Rushmore segment last week, and it was a lot of fun, but uh, everybody does rap M- Matt Rushmore, so we figured we'd change the name a little bit. We threw out, you know, Mount Rush 4, all right, a little corny, Mount 3rd and 4, but then suddenly the clouds parted and the name was revealed, and Damien, tell the people with the feeling, with a brand new segment, it is called... It's called Mount Playa Playa. <laughs> I do love it. I do love it. I love it. I can just hear everybody say, Mount Playa Playa. I love it. I hear it all over the place, man. That's great. So uh, uh, Mount Rushmore is Mount Playa Playa, man. I can't wait to get into this, guys. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. So, again, we got a lot coming at you over here. Um, Real quick, I wanted to get into something with you guys. You know, uh, yesterday I did a uh, uh, poll on Twitter. It was the team most likely, excuse me, I'm sorry, the best dynasty in sports history. That was yesterday. And it was really close. The Patriots beat out the Bulls by 1%, 34% to 33%, with the Celtics and Yankees falling back a little bit. I got to ask you guys, Nikki, out of those four, who would you go with? Oh, man. Maybe recency bias. I feel like I would pick the Bulls. But I it really is a toss-up between them and the Patriots, right? It is. I it's think- tough. Yeah, I would think. I would think that. Oh, yeah, I think I'm gonna say. I think I'm gonna say the Bulls. That a girl. That a girl. She hates the Patriots that much. She's going with the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, D? I would go Patriots just because of the longevity of it. Mm-hmm. I think about it twenty years. 
understand the same amount of championships as the Bulls, but the longevity, you think about the amount of people that have come in and out of that team, and for them to still be that dominant for that long, as much as I hate to admit it over, you know, my favorite basketball player of all time, I have to go with the Patriots. Yeah, and I do understand, look, you know, 19, 20 years of dominance, nine Super Bowls, six wins, uh, it's just ridiculous. And the Bulls, of course, what they did, uh, the short time Jordan missing, people forget, you know, the Celtics way back in the day, they basically won every single year. You couldn't stop uh, Kuzi and Bill Russell. And the Yankees kind of had two errors going back into the 50s and 60s and then also in the 90s. But the Patriots ultimately prevail, and I'll have to go with it. And one more for today, I put it up, and I'd like to see what it's at right now, but it was the team most likely to win a Super Bowl that hasn't yet. Now, I know there's more than four, but I went with the four most likely. It's the Vikings, Bills, Browns, and your Saints. I'm sorry, not your Saints. I'm sorry, your Saints. Saints just won a Super Saints won one. I don't know why I'm there. The Lions. Excuse me, the Lions. I apologize. The Lions are in there. So tell me, out of those four, which one is the, the like, most likely possibility? Nikki, you first. All right, so who do you say? The Vikings, the Lions, the Bills, and the Browns. Well, we know how I feel about the Browns, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I, would, I don't have faith in the Lions that much. Um, I would like to see the Bills, but I would go with the Vikings. Okay, okay, and I'll give you one more that was actually in there, and I do apologize. The Vikings, wow. yeah, the Vikings were in there, the Falcons, the Browns, and the Bills. So just let me clarify myself over there, but the Vikings are in the lead by a lot, by 40%. So they're a team I'd probably go with. Damien, what do you think? I, I do like the Vikings pick, but I'm going to go with the Bills just because I feel like they're in a position where they're a young team that's building, that's in position to take over their division. And when you're in a position to take over your division, that means you're in a better position to get buys in the playoffs where you can take advantage of that, play less playoff games, and next thing you know, you may be in the Super Bowl and you have a chance to win. So just about those, the situation it could be in. You see, it is a situation, a thing, and I hear, you know, the Vikings, they got to contend with Green Bay, and if Chicago ever decides to get better, the NFC is a very tough conference in general. The Bills, I'm with you. You know, they have the chance to own that division for a while and get a top seed. So that can help them along. That kind of makes them the favorite. I like the Browns squad, and we talked about them, if they can come together. But then again, you got to deal with, of course, you know, Kansas City and Baltimore, as does Buffalo. And then there's the Falcons, where there's plenty of talent. But now you got Brady and the Bucks. You got the Saints over there. It's really, really tough. So I overall, uh, I, I went with the Vikings with that one. So thought about having a little fun with that one today. But uh, let's get That's really – yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll try to come up with something interesting tomorrow. If I can, I'll give you a call. <laughs> I'll need the help. I'll need the help. All right, let's get into Mount Player Player. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get ready to rock. Most intimidating players. That could be in any sport. Football, basketball. There ain't too many in baseball, boxing, wherever you want to go. Hockey even, of course. Mount Player Player. I got a lot of names written down of the most intimidating players that you don't want to see. I'm going to give it to you guys first. I'm going to go with my top four, of course. But what we're going to do also, Damian and Nikki, we're going to go with the most intimidating players that are current, that are playing now, and also the ones that are retired. All right? So we'll start with the ones that are current. Uh, Damian, why don't you give it to us first? What do you got? So for the most intimidating current athletes, I feel 
when you start most intimidating, you have to go fighting first because, you know, they can literally beat you up. And that's something that's very intimidating. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, even though this guy just took a loss, he's still very intimidating. Deont- um, Deontay Wilder, Good when point. you just in the presence of him, seeing somebody that big and you see the knockout that he's had, you know, former heavyweight champion, that guy's intimidating. 6'6", six, six, his right hand has... Just look up Deontay Wilder's right hand on YouTube and you'll see just numerous knockouts. He has a, his knockout rate is over 90%, which is the highest in history. Yep. So when you think about the boxers, great boxer history like George Foreman, Mike Tyson, he has a higher knockout rate than those guys. So that's very, very intimidating. Um, for me, also on this list, I'll have to go with Kawhi Leonard. And you might Ooh. be confused by that one. Like, why would Kawhi Leonard be intimidating? For me, it's weird when somebody just doesn't talk to you at all. It doesn't show mm-hmm. any expression, doesn't show any emotion. No matter what you do, he's got that stone face, and you can't get to him. That has to be intimidating to somebody who's somebody whose game is to play head games, and you can't get to Kawhi Leonard. And then when you're trying to score, he's there locking you up. And he's called the claw. And that could be intimidating thinking about the fact that the claw is going to lock you up today. So Kawhi Leonard. I like I it. Um, also, I'm going to go. Being crossed over is something that, and falling down, is something that can be very intimidating. You don't want to be put on, you know, a, used to be, you know, a poster or now it would be a gift. You don't want to be put on <laughs> something that next thing you know, you're all over the internet. Right. Like you're dancing around because you get <laughs> over. So, be, I would go with someone like a Kyrie Irving because his handle is so crazy. I think it's very intimidating for a defender to think that I could be on a highlight reel getting crossed over. Very interesting. And something else that is very intimidating as well is being someone looking across the field. Like you're a linebacker, you're a cornerback, and you're going against a quarterback that you have no idea how to stop. So for me, the fourth guy will be Patrick Mahomes. Well so like done. When, you, when you're going against you're going against Patrick Mahomes, it has to be intimidating to think about the fact that no matter what you do, he can just bomb it down the field, seventy yards with a flick of a wrist. He can escape the pocket, run on you, or you can make something happen. He can do a no look pass in football, which which is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys would be my four most intimidating current guys right now. Now, that's not bad at all. I didn't see coming. Wilder, obviously, a great one because you're right about that right hand, man. I mean, that is damage. You said you look up at in, in the dictionary. There's probably like like TNT next to it or something like that. He is explosive. I like that Kawhi, you know, like that silent killer right there, Kyrie. Yeah, it, it's like an Allen Iverson thing. How are you going to stop him in Mahomes? What else can you say? Not Not bad at all, man. Nice list. All right, I'm digging it. All right, Nikki, I would love to hear what you got. Damien did not steal my list this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nikki, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, well, you guys know I went rogue. I went all NFL. I did not take into account any other sports. <laughs> all right, present players. Here we go. I'm going to say J.J. Watt and Dominic Sue because he's dirty AIF. Good one. Marshall Yonda. Okay. Ooh. And Calais Campbell. Wow, look at oh she's going with the big boys right there. She ain't playing around. 
That's good. What do you think about that one, D? That's a really good list. I love the name Calais. It just sounds handsome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty intimidating. Like, come on. It's like some Greek god or something. Yeah, his, <laughs> right? his, his name matches his size. I, I think that's a very good list. No doubt. Yeah, you went with the big boys over there. I like it. I got yeah. no... No problem with that. They all intimidate me, Nikki. So I'm, I'm with you. I agree. No question. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, but I'll run into any of them. And if I do, I just want to shake their hand. That's all. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So let me get to my four. I went in a little bit different direction of you guys. I do have one football player on there. Um, but I got one that I'm surprised that none of you mentioned. Serena Williams. All right. Anybody goes oh, against anybody oh, goes God. against her. I mean, maybe not especially not, not today as of t- but. For the past 15, 18, 20 years, Serena Williams had you beat basically before you even, you know, walked on the court. She was dominant, intimidating, and you freaked out when you saw her. That was it. Bottom line. Serena, she's she's on there for me. She's she's on my mount player player. I got another one for you. You talking about fighting? John Jones, bro. That boy is something serious. All right. He will kick you, he will punch you, he'll drop you, and you won't even know what the hell happened. You'll wake up in the hospital and be like, huh? That that's what I'm talking about. Another guy like that would be Conor McGregor. He's intimidating because he's just also one of those guys who who comes into the ring and he's got no fear whatsoever. And he's swinging and he's connecting. And and guys, that's another thing. They're they're fearful of him before they even walk in the ring. Now, these guys obviously in the UFC, they're professionals, they're fighters. But anybody knows who's been in a fight. You got them little butterflies beforehand. So it all depends how big they get. The last one I'll give you, who's as intimidating a guy as I can imagine on the football field, because he's a freaking cheetah, and that's Tyree Kill. I ain't want to guard him. Nobody wants to guard him. That is as intimidating as it gets when you're one on one with that guy. I don't care if you're Deion Sanders. So those are my those are my four. My mount player player: John Jones, Conor McGregor, Tyree Kill, and the great Serena Williams. What do you guys think? That's a great list. I just want to know where is the Serena Williams 10 part documentary? Good call. That was a great documentary. And yeah. Venus. Like the yeah, right. I throw them both in there. Yeah, good call. ESPN. Where's my 30 for 30? Give that's, me something. That's right. Give her credit. She said it here. First lady. First lady said it. <laughs> All right. I'm digging it, guys. I like it. Very good so far. Very good. Let's continue the map. Play your player. This time we're going with retire player players, all right? Who wants to kick us off? Nikki, you want to start it? Sure. I'll start with my rogue NFL-only list. All right. That a girl. I've got me and Joe Green, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, and, of course, Lawrence Taylor. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I have every one of those names written on my list. I'm not saying that my Mount player players, but oh. I got them all there. That's a great job. I'm all about it, Damien. What do you think? Yeah, that's a really good list. All those guys scare me. So that's a really good list. Yeah, any, any, um, <laughs> anytime your name is Mean Joe Green, you know? Anytime your name is Mean Joe Green, you're going to get scared. That's the bottom line. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You earn that. You earn that nickname. That's, that's right. I like it. Good job, Nikki. Good job. Sticking with the football, but very well done. Very well done. All right, Damien, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Went from 85 to 90, like before he lost the bus of Douglas, 
he had people talk about people being beat before he got to the ring. Yep. Mike Tyson had people absolutely shook out of their shoes. Like the one fight that really stands out to me is Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks was a former champion who had a you know a resume that included Muhammad Ali. And when he got in there against Mike Tyson, you saw the fear on his face, and it was over within seconds because he was already done. Ninety-one that, seconds. That, that intimidation <laughs> is definitely something different there from Mike Tyson. Um, Ray cool. For my next one, I'm gonna go basketball. It's about getting crossed over, but getting dunked on is something that <laughs> you don't want to have happen to you. And a person that, you know, his career just ended. We just found out today that it is officially over because his team won't be one of the 22 um, returning when the NBA returns. It's Vince Carter. I think that was very intimidating when Vince Carter was in his prime and you saw him take off. And if you were shot blocking, it was your job to protect that room. It had to be an intimidating thing to think that, oh, this guy is about to put me on a poster. Back then, it was a poster. <laughs> and he would put you on one. And he had so many names on his list. Dunked on the Kimbe Mutombo, Tim Duncan, Ben Wallace. You know, he had so many people that he dunked on. Alonzo Martin, all these great shot blockers. Uh, not to mention the guy in the Olympics that was drafted by the Knicks. After Vince Carter dunked on him, he decided not to come to the NBA. <laughs> 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 That's the picture of intimidation right there. Vince Carter dunked. Not even that he dunked on him. He dunked over him. Over him. That's he right. Dunked over him and dunked it. That's intimidation. So Vince Carter has to be on my list. Excellent. Uh, also, when you think about past players, man, intimidation, you got to think about the hitters, man. So I got to go with Cam Chancellor from the Seahawks. Ooh. When you think about him and, and the way he would hit people, it was absolutely nasty. Uh, I know that you remember one against um, San Francisco when he just destroyed Vernon Davis. It's, it's thanks. Yeah, the hits was <laughs> <laughs> just crazy, man. And it's definitely an intimidating thing going across that middle. You don't have that today because players aren't allowed to be that way in such a you know in such a major way. But he was definitely somebody who intimidated receivers coming across the middle. And also for the intimidation factor, you guys talk about running backs that just run over people and you don't want to tackle them. Think about Jerome Bennett. Think about trying to tackle Jerome Bennett. Nice. Oh, my God. Imagine being a cornerback and they, you know, everybody else is blocking. It's you and him one-on-one. And you, it's your job to take down Jerome Bennett. That's got to be intimidating. So for my past players, at Mike Tyson, Vince Carter, Cam Chancellor, and Jerome Bettis. I, I, nice. I love it. I absolutely love it. I really do. I really, I can't, I can't disagree with any of that. And you guys stole a little bit of my thunder, and that's fine. We're a team. I'll take it. You mentioned some of the names that are on my list, and I love it. I'm going to give you four different ones, even though I do agree about, obviously, Ray Lewis. I agree about Mike Tyson. There's no doubt about it. I agree about Lawrence Taylor, Mean Joe Green. There's, I threw even like a guy like John Riggins on there. You talk about running backs that you don't want to tackle. That was a bad white boy, man. That guy was crazy. All right? <laughs> that boy was nuts. <laughs> nah, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. So I'm going to give you four different names here, though. All right? One, Randy Johnson, big lefty in baseball, man. I mean, you did not want to get up against him. I remember one time he threw a Larry Walker in an all-star game to the fact where he had to go to the right side of the plate where he was a lefty because he was scared to death. Randy Johnson was... Uh-huh. So intimidating as a pitcher. He threw it about 300 miles an hour. So I'm staying away from him. I'm going to stick with baseball. Barry Bonds. 
They walked his ass when the bases were loaded. That's how scared they were of him. Okay, you talk about fear. That's fear. You're afraid of this guy hitting a grand slam. So you know what? It's like, you know what? Let's just walk in a run and put that guy on base and forget about the whole thing. That is legit fear. There's no doubt about it. One guy we didn't name, but I know we all agree. Michael Jordan, man. Are you freaking kidding me? Michael Jordan, without a doubt, put the fear in the hearts of everybody, even though they all wanted to beat him. And I think he put the fear in the hearts of his teammates more than he did the other team. He scared everybody to death. No doubt. All right. So that man is to be feared. He is. I mean, he's legit Mount player player. And I'll give you one more. And it's it's tough. But, um, you know, like I really wanted to go with Tyson. But I'm going to give you another guy who we all don't know as well because he was back in the era a little bit. But nobody wanted to fight George Foreman. He was a mammoth monster. I mean, he punched you in the stomach and you couldn't breathe for two months. That guy was absolutely vicious. So I would agree with Tyson, but I'm going to throw Foreman in there because that guy was an absolute mountain of a man. So I'm going to go with Randy Johnson, Barry Bonds, Michael Jordan, and George Foreman. But uh, again, a lot of other guys, even Shaq I'd throw on there. You know, there's a lot of intimidating players, but yeah. A lot of good names out there, guys. Like for I don't know, it's really like that characteristic. Like we all have this theme of like intimidating players. Do you, I feel like they already got you beat before you even see them. Like they've mentally already got you. You know, right? Do you feel like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially Tyson, uh, which Damian named. Definitely, especially Tyson. Man, you forgot to mention the most intimidating thing about Randy Johnson. That he killed the bird. Yes. <laughs> 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 he was pitching. Right. That's the last picture you want throwing that thing at a bird. Man, that bird exploded. That was insane. That I got, oh my god. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, now play a player in action. I love it. Guys, we got so much nice more. Job. Yeah, nice job, right? I love it. Oh, I can't wait for the next time. Man, this is great. We're gonna have so much fun with this. We're gonna go all over. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Before we go to break, we have a little bit of time. I want to do uh, the best and worst uniforms. So if we can hit a few of these up, um, if you don't mind, I'll do uh, best uniforms first. And a lot of them will probably come as a surprise to you. The first one, I know it's sacrilegious, but I love the Seahawks uniform. I know it makes no sense because I'm a Niners fan, but I love their uniforms. I love more of the uniforms that they had in like the early 2000s uh, or mid 2000s like that around there. I love those unis. I love the Bills old school uniforms. The Ravens are mean. I love the Colt. I love the Colts old school, like just blue and white, you know, but just ready to go play football. I think the Eagles got hot uniforms. And of course, the 49ers got the classic. Out of all of them, I, I think I like the Bills old school, like with, with that cut, with that blue and a little bit. Of, I don't like the red jerseys, but I, I like their blue uniforms a lot. So, I don't know. I like the Bills uniforms over most, and I love the Ravens uniforms also, Nikki. Oh, yeah. They're on my list, too. They're one of my, my top ones. Who else you got? Um. So, uh, oh, yeah. Then also the Vikings. I think they look sharp, especially their color rush. Yeah. But I am sorry. The Giants color rush go all white. I know it's a homer pick, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think they look great. Um, I'm with you on the Bills, and I think I think I'm going to like the new Rams and Chargers uniforms. 
Well, you're all by yourself on that one. So uh, set up camp. <laughs> 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 well, we'll see. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll turn out hot. Look, the powder blue, we, we we love the powder blue. Everybody does with the Chargers. So I wish they would just stick with that, for yeah. goodness sake, you know? Man. All right, nice list. I'm with you. Yeah, we agree on a few of those. I like it. All right, Damien, give me some of your best. So I do like, this is a homer pick. I do like the Saints color rush uniforms. Obviously. The gold. <laughs> I think those are really good. Uh, if you're going outside of football, when the Bulls put out the all-black, Ooh. Those are, yeah, I, I, that was one of the first things I begged my mom for was the, <laughs> <laughs> the black Michael Jordan Bulls jersey was one that I begged my mom for. Uh, I also love those. love the original Charlotte Hornet uniforms. Oh, okay. Uh, those were really, really dope. Really like those a lot. Um, I used to love, it's probably corny now. Maybe it's because I was a kid, I liked them a lot. But when Vince Carter was first with the Raptors and he had the uniforms with a dinosaur on it, it looked like Barney. (laughs) 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 I I used to love that. That was one of the first jerseys. I got that jersey. I remember I stayed on my allowance and actually bought the Vince Carter jersey. I love it. Dinosaur on it. But the, um, I used to love that, uh, uniform. And, like to take it back to football, some of the other best ones that I like. Um, I would have to go with. I do like the Ravens. I like the Ravens a lot. Like their uniforms always been clean to me. Like theirs. I like the new, the newer Jet ones. I don't know, like the black Jets jerseys. I do like those a lot too. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. You know what I like when you brought up basketball? I like the Golden State Town jersey, the gray one that they wear with like the yellow trim. I think that's pretty hot. I like that jersey a lot. I do like that. Yeah, I do like that jersey. Yeah. And uh, Brooklyn Nets, too. I yes. Like, I like the, the clean, simple format of theirs. I, I agree. I agree. I like that one, too. All right, before we hit up uh, commercial break, let's do some worst uniforms. Um, All right, I guess I'll just kick it off. Uh, the Browns had the ugliest uniforms in Ode to Man. That's just a fact <laughs> of life. And uh, not too far behind them is the Bengals. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but change your uniform, please. It's been a long time. Let's get with the program. The Jaguars change the uniform every year, and it gets worse and worse and worse. They got to stop, yeah. <laughs> okay? The Redskins have a horrible uniform, except I like when they wear the arrow helmet. You guys, they very rarely bring it out, but when they do the color, color rush and the arrow helmet, I like that. But other than that, terrible. And also, just Next to the Browns, again, one of the worst uniforms I can possibly imagine. And why they put these colors together and thought it was a good idea makes no sense to me. But the Green Bay Packers look like they just rolled out of bed. Oh, and f- that's from my list, too. I, I can't stand it. You right, know? Nikki? What is with those uniforms? I don't know, but I am with you. I can't stand it. I absolutely hate when the Browns and the Bengals play each other. That's <laughs> like, it's like a literal like shit show, okay? It's just terrible. And I also cannot stand talk about our team of most obnoxious when the Steelers wear the bumblebee. Oh, I, oh, I, I just it actually angers me, and I also <laughs> I hate to do it. I hate the Seahawks highlighter color rush. Please, you look like highlighters. Yes, yes. I can't do it. Yes, I Um, totally agree. You know, I'm not that fond of the uh, Dallas uniforms, but (laughs) anyway. (laughs) 
I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I like, yeah, you're right. That Those Seahawks lime green uniforms are just awful. I, I think they made that because yeah. of Marshawn Lynch and Skittles, and it looked like uh, maybe that's why. I don't know why. Uh, okay, maybe. But, uh, can we just tone it down like a little bit? Yeah. It's bright on TV. You can't imagine in person what that looks like right in front of your face. I, you, you ain't kidding, man. It looks like they should be doing, like, traffic duty in the middle of the night. That's like – Yeah, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel validated. Jeez, I'm with you. All right, Damien, close this out before we go to break with the worst uniforms, man. So, yeah, I agree with all you guys' picks. I hate the Browns, Bengals, those highlighter Seattle colors. Horrible, like, just horrible. <laughs> um, one that I got to bring back that you might have forgotten about was those old Tampa Bay Buck uniforms. Oh, oh, creamsicle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, who thinks to have, like, an orange sickle type look? That's just. <laughs> right. Like, horrible. Horrible. Good call. Um, mentioned the, you already mentioned the old school Steelers. The old school Packers ones oh. are horrible. Like, absolutely horrible. Atrocious. Um, the, the, they showed the Falcons' new uniforms for this year. I don't like those. They look <laughs> like old football jerseys. <laughs> not, not a fan of those at all. Um, those are some of the top ones off my head that are just the worst. I don't like the Utah Jazz. Um, their sunset uniforms. Oh um, yeah, I yeah. Don't like that. There's, it's just a bright. It's just a, it goes from bright to brighter to brightest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like. The color. It's like a nightmare. Yeah, I just, I just don't like their their alternate uniforms at all. And plus, I have a beef with Utah because they still knew all his name. There's no jazz in Utah. Nope. But I won't. I won't go on that rant. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's right. Hard out real quick, guys. We'll be I'm sure many of you are wondering why we're playing the Jeopardy music right now in honor of Alex Trebek and in honor of our new segment, Knowledge with Nikki. Here we go. We got sports trivia action coming at you. All right. We're putting ourselves out there right now, man. Me and Damien, we're putting it on the line. We ain't cheating. Nikki's got trivia questions for us. We're going to keep count all year. We're going to have fun. And at the end, whoever loses is going to give everything they own to the winner. So, Damien, whatever you got. <laughs> Well, not bad. Together we have an outfit. I got jeans and shoes, so it's perfect. All right, we're good to go. (laughs) All right, this should be a lot of fun. Nikki, I can't wait. Let's rock and roll. All right, let's roll. Okay, we do two NFL questions. One is a wild card, NBA this week. Um, And then... I think you guys should be able to steal from each other. So if one doesn't know it, the other one should be able to steal. What do you guys think? I'm liking the idea. I'm liking it. Damien wanted to go first, so here we go. Damien, who won the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year Award for the 2011 season? Oh. 2011 Defensive Rookie of the Year. Trying to think back now. Go with J.J. Watt. No. Ah. Ooh. Are we okay. coming in for the steal, Jay, or what? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. So 2011 Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, uh, 2011. It's funny. I was, J.J. Watt was on my mind also. Uh, wow. All right. I don't want to take up too much time here. So. Luke Keekley. Von Miller. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Good yeah, question, Nikki. I was like, uh, I couldn't remember like which year they came in. Damn. Good All question, right. Nikki. I give you props on that. Good one. Oh, thank you very much. I like being a question master. <laughs> All right, Damien. Next one. Which NFL team scored the most points in 2000? In 2000, I have to go with that year. It sounds like a year that the St. Louis Rams was quarterback. Excellent. <laughs> nice job, brother. All right. NBA, who led the Chicago Bulls in assists per game in the 2010-2011 season? Wow. Oh, that's a tricky one because he would assume it'll be Derrick Rose, but I'm thinking it's not. 2010, 2011 year, who led the team in a stiff? I don't want to overthink it either. Damn. I'm go with. Was it a wild card? Was it Joe Kim Noah that year? It was not. You should not overthink uh, it. Oh, Derrick Rose. Oh, wow. I still give you credit for that one, Damien. You had that right off the top of your head. I know sometimes I overthink that stuff too, man. Shoot. Yeah. I oh. overthink it. <laughs> Damn. Not oh. bad. All right, James, up next. Okay. In 2012, Colin, Colin Kaepernick sets the all-time playoff game rushing record for a quarterback against what team? The Packers. Yes. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. Thank you for that one. Next one. My homework question. Feel honored. Okay, here we go. All right. What passing yardage milestone did Eli Manning reach in the 2007 season? Is this for me? Okay, so what passing yardage milestone did Eli Manning reach in 2007? Yes. Um, I, he came in in 2000. Uh, 10,000 yards? Yes, on the money. Woo! Hey, you need to get that shirt and tie ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, it's your wild card round, NBA. The Miami Heat traded Mario Chalmers in November of 2015 to what team? Oh, I should know this. Oh, come on. Um, oh, Jay. The Heat traded Chalmers to... Um, I'm very upset right now. Darn it. Do we have a steal coming? There might be. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I think I know it. But I think so you I'll know it. All right. And just one again, repeat the question one more time. I'm sorry. Okay. The Miami 
Miami Heat traded Mario Chalmers in November of 2015 to what team? This is going to be a guess, I think, right now. I'm not feeling comfortable with this one. The Bullets? No. The the, the Bullets, the Wizards, I meant. Jesus Christmas. (laughs) No, either way. Either way, I'm wrong. Oh, wow. You guys tied up. Good, good job, Damien. Good job. And, yeah, Nikki, that was a great job out of you. I love it. Oh, we're doing this every week. Yeah, those aren't those are just like easy, you know, like everybody knows questions. That's a that's an excellent job right there. All right. All right. Well, we ended this week in a tie, so. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Damien, I'm, sh- I'm shaking your hand, brother. Just make sure you get a black tie for me, man. I go to a lot, a lot of black tie events over here. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> hook me up. <laughs> All right, Nikki, very well done. Very, very well done. And those are some excellent questions right there. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't get the Chalmers one. And Damien, good job. I'm impressed with that. Nice right there. And then I guess he kind of disappeared after that Chalmers, huh? That was it. Yeah, it's always Achilles not too long after, and that was it, man. Yeah, oh, goodness gracious. All right, well done. Nikki, knowledge with Nikki. I love this. Knowledge with Nikki. Quickly became my favorite segment over Mount Player Player already. I love it. Awesome job. <laughs> All right, let's continue with the fun over here. We've been teasing this for a couple of weeks, guys. Best quarterback, wide receiver duos in the NFL. And uh, there's quite a few, but... Um, I picked my top 10 and we can go in ever, uh, you know, whatever order we want. I'd like to know who your guys' number ones are. Um, I think I know what Damien is, so you could just take this off. Uh, Nikki, <laughs> what's your, what's your, t- Damien, I'll go to you in a second, of course, my brother. But uh, Nikki, who do you think is the top quarterback wide receiver duo in the league? I, okay, so I, I am torn. I'm sure you guys have Tom Brady, Randy Moss on your list, right? Um, no, no, we're doing present. Pass. We're doing present. Oh, I thought we were doing pa- pass. All right, we could do oh, both. See, I went rogue again. We could do both. I'm, I'm down for it. Yeah, why not? Okay, if you were going to do an all-time list, right? Sure. Why not? But no, but what about Peyton Manning and um, Marvin Harrison? <laughs> ding, ding. That's a great one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome one. Especially if you involve Reggie Wayne in that, too. Yeah, and you know what, Nikki, like you said, with uh, Randy Moss and Tom Brady, they both broke uh, individual quarterback records on the same exact pass and throw touchdown. Moss had 23 touchdowns in that season in uh, 07, I believe, and Brady threw for 50. So, uh, yeah, you nailed that one, that's for sure. I mean, uh, we got Montana Rice, obviously. That would be a big one. Fitzgerald, of course, on there. Sure. And Carson Palmer and Chad Ochocinco. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I would throw in some. Uh, I throw in some Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. Yep. That's a good one, definitely. Uh, you also, I guess, you could throw in there. For me personally, Breeze to Colston. That was a good one for the Yes. Players. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that was good. Oh. That yeah, is a good one. Looking at the Ones. You got to throw Cuttingham to Moss. Yeah. That rookie year was just nuts. Even Culpepper to Moss. And how about like maybe Favre to Greg Jennings or Shannon Sharp? Those are pretty good combinations. Yeah. Favre. Yeah. Favre to, to, yeah, Donald Driver. He's a very underrated 
Yes. Yeah, driver. Absolutely. What's a, what's a couple other we're missing? There's got to be a few more. Uh, oh, Marino to the uh, to the uh, uh, Mark Clayton and Mark Duper. Yeah, the Mark brothers. Yeah, that's yep, a good one. The Marks brothers for sure. Uh, Jim Kelly to Andre Reed. That's a really good one. Um, for the Oakland Raiders fans out there, you gotta you gotta throw in the years when they had both Jerry Rice, and Tim Brown, also Jerry Porter out there with uh, MVP to be. Uh, the name's in my mind right now. The year he went to the Super Bowl. Who, Gannon, you talking? Yeah, Rich Gannon. Yeah. So yeah. Rich Gannon, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown. That combination was pretty deadly. Hey, Nikki, what was your favorite, uh, like, Giants combo to watch? Was Amani Toomer in there or, or, or what? Yeah, of course. Oh, God. I, uh, I you know, Eli to Hakeem Nicks was, like, probably one of my favorites. And mm. I, I really wish that we got to see... Manning to Odell Beckham Jr. a little bit more. I feel like that that never really got worked out. That's a whole other show. (laughs) So many issues there. But, uh, yeah. Hey, I wish Plaxico didn't shoot himself in the leg, and I ain't even trying to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good combination while it lasted. Yeah, they were lethal. You know, they really were. They had that game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, which I'm sure that Nikki dreams about every night, which is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Going on my my mountain for playoffs when we do it next. <laughs> I love it. Play a player. Here it comes. All right. You know that could be next week. Who knows? All right. We're still kicking it off over here on a Thursday edition of the Third and Three Podcast. Don't forget, guys, hit us up on Twitter at Third and Three Podcast. Brand new Twitter account. Um, continuing with the theme over here, we have some old school ones. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, you could throw in there a little bit with uh, Lynn Swan and um, and John Stallworth even. So, you know, we go back. But talking about guys now, uh, you know, Damian, I, I would have to go with number one as of right now, you know, uh, Drew Brees and uh, and uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a deadly combination. You think about the fact that Michael Thomas broke the record for receptions last year and his catch percentage. It's very high. A lot of people, when they have a lot of catches, they have a lot of targets, and their catch percentage won't be as high. But Michael Thomas and Drew Brees definitely have a great um, – they have a great, a great chemistry that hopefully hasn't been ruined by the comments of this week. But they, def- they definitely have a great chemistry there. Um, just to touch on that real quick, you know, I'm trying to keep it keep it light. So with that, hopefully if Brees came out and apologized today, and hopefully he gets to talk to his other teammates about, you know, his stance on the protest their national anthem. And, you know, I did a video on the Real Deal with Damien Adams YouTube channel. So if you want to get my full thoughts on it, go there. And that's my, you know, I went deep into it. But, yeah, hopefully their chemistry is not messed up because they definitely have a great combination there that's probably the best in the league. Uh, yeah, probably. They got a higher percentage than LeBron does of free throws. So they got, they got a hell of a percentage over there, no doubt. Nick, Nikki, would you agree with uh, Breeze and Thomas being tops? And if you have any thoughts, if you want to throw on Breeze's comments uh, uh, yesterday. No, no, they are definitely top. I, who had Michael Thomas in our week? I mean, in fantasy, it was just disastrous. I was like, forget this week. Yeah, no. Um, I, you know, I don't know. He came out. He apologized. I think that um, everybody is kind of – uh, sensitive right now, and I think we kind of have to take in 
into consideration the character of the person. And listen, sometimes people say things and it just does not come out right or the way that you intended. So I think that, you know, issuing an apology, let's cut the guy a break a little bit. Uh, Nikki, I think that was very well said because you you said the right word, the character of the person. And anybody who knows Drew Brees is, has spoken nothing but wonderful things about him. And I don't believe that what he said was an intent to, um, you know, put down uh, minorities in any way or anything like that. I think he was speaking just from his own personal stance and his grandfather's in the war now. It was insensitive for what he said, especially what's going on now. And I believe he didn't realize that. But a guy like Drew Beast turns around immediately and says, I'm sorry for everything I said. I didn't mean it that way. I want to be educated, all that. So uh, to put it all in a nutshell, sure, it, it, I'm not going to say that he was wrong. What he said was wrong, but I don't believe that he had any malicious intent whatsoever. And again, Nikki, you're right. Given his character, y- you know, okay, you know. And uh, his teammate, uh, Demario Davis, uh, uh, came out today, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, stuck up for Breeze and, and talked about him. And a lot of other of his teammates, like Malcolm Jacobs, had other things to say. But he also accepted his apologies. So, yeah, we can we can move on from that, no doubt. Um, I don't know if there was any closing thoughts that you guys wanted to say on that. But, uh, but yeah, Breeze and Thomas, obviously, number one. And hopefully that, you know, this can all – this part of Breeze can go away with all this sort of stuff. But, again, it does bring to the forefront the problem that we do have in this country, guys. No, that was very well said, and hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully, you know what? It takes um, it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say I was wrong. I need to do better. I need to educate myself. I need my family to do better. But that's not easy to do, you know. So I, I give them credit for that. And a lot of people don't want to admit when they're wrong. So right. Right. That's also very true. That's all, yeah. Like Lance Armstrong. Yeah. I got to start watching the 30 for 30. That's another story. Let's, yeah, yeah let's, let's continue with this uh, quarterback to wide receiver duo. It starts getting really interesting with the two through four. I, I, I had to put Rogers and Adams uh, at number two and they were even a close one for me because they really do share a brain. Um, any arguments guys? Um, I, I do like that combination at number two. The only one I can think of that you can maybe put there is Mahomes and Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I... Rodgers and Adams, that's a deadly combination, especially when you think about the fact that they don't have a true number two. Right. There. Right. Like they have, like with Kansas City, they have Kelsey at tight end, which helps, you know, make it even more dangerous for Hill. But with Adams, it's truly a one wide receiver show. That's a very good point. Yeah. And uh, for the record, I have Mahomes and Hill at number three. And they also have Sammy Watkins to throw to. He's no slouch either. So that's a good call. Uh, Nikki, do you agree with Rodgers and Adams or do you got somebody else in there? No, no. I'm with you guys on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Maybe we all agree on Mahomes and Hill in three. And then four. um, Look, just because of who Julio Jones is, I got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Damian.
Yeah, no doubt. Nikki, how, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, no, feel good. This is like you guys said. I mean, Julio Jones, I you know, Matt Ryan, great talent, but is he the best? No, but it's Julio Jones, so yeah, of course, yeah. number four. Well, a combination we would have had up there in the top maybe even three would have been uh, Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins, but they're not on the same team yeah, anymore. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so now it starts getting uh, a little complicated when you get, uh, you know, from five down to 10, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Nikki, um, who do you got around that area in, in, you know, five, six in that mid area? I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't you feel like it starts becoming a toss-up a little bit? You're splitting hairs at that point? It gets tough. Well, let me ask you this question then. Would you take Cousins to Thielen, or would you take Dak to oh. Cooper? Probably Dak to Cooper. Yeah? yeah? What about you, Damien? That's a really close one. Um, I'm not the biggest Amari Cooper guy. And I've seen Adam Thielen in – you know, close up close and personal in the playoffs against the Saints. Mm. Kill us uh, with Cousins. Even though Cousins is not known for coming through the big moments, he did come through last year in that wild card game. And right. Cousins can, both Cousins and Dak have their limitations, which can hinder this in that conversation. But I think Thielen's a more complete receiver than Cooper. So I'm mm. going to go with Cousins and Thielen over Dak and Cooper slightly. I like that analysis a lot. I really do. I like that analysis. Very good. I got a couple more in here for you guys. One that goes under the radar a lot because they're, you know, let's just face it, a horrible team. And that would be Matthew Stafford or Kenny Galladay. All right. Um, Are they they top 10 to you guys? It's hard because we haven't seen them play together as much as we would like, especially with Stafford last year. True. but we know the talent that Stafford has. Like when he's healthy, he can sling that thing. And when he has, when he has, when he has a go-to guy, we've seen what can happen. The guy, I do believe, has the talent to be top ten. But it's hard to put them over some other ones that we haven't seen yet. But the potential of, say, a Brady to Evans and Godwin probably might be better than. Stafford to Gallaudet, even though we haven't seen Brady throw to Evans yet, just imagine you know the precision that's going to be with that combination. Sure, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. And uh, you know, Nikki, I'll throw this one at you. <clears throat> you know, we're all talk- we're talking about the Bills. We're very high on them this year. Uh, maybe not, shouldn't say very, but we're high on the Bills this year, and we all love their uniforms. What about Josh Allen to John Brown? And now there's Stefan Diggs there, which really opens up the offense. <laughs> What she, she said, what now? What's that? Oh, Diva Diggs. Oh, Diva Diggs, yeah. <laughs> no excuses now for Josh Allen, Damien. He's got, he's no, got. there's no excuses, right? I feel like, I hope we're not all over. Like, you know, sometimes the team gets so gassed up that they, like, get in their own head. And then, you know, it's a complete disaster. But there really is no no excuses for the Bulls this year. None whatsoever. Mm. Bulls, Bills. Bulls, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you, Nikki. I feel that there's no excuses for them. I do think that's a good combination. Josh Allen would be the one part that would hold you back from thinking that maybe they could be in the top 10 because Josh Allen hasn't shown the most um, the most consistent game. Because he has days where he looks awesome and he's hitting pinpoint passes, and he has days where you're like, where is he throwing the ball? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so with Josh Allen, you just never know. If he's more consistent, that's definitely in the top ten. Yeah, and I, and I love Josh Allen as a football player. Yeah, he's got a lot to learn as far as being, in, you know, an in-the-pocket quarterback. But, uh, yeah, that guy's a football player. He's a beast. There's no doubt about it. You know, they call running plays for him as well. He's a tough guy to tackle. He really is. All right, so, yeah, we'll see. And uh, you're right, Tom Brady to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. You know, we got some new combinations. Philip Rivers to T.Y. Hilton. Let's see what they could do this year. So, you know, we got a lot of things going on. Um yeah, we got a few minutes left, guys, to close out the show over here. So I figured we'd uh, check out a little more or less action. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, cool, cool. All right, I got a few different interesting ones in here. I'm trying to go away from the norm a little bit. Uh, let me start with a strange one, and this may take a little thinking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Damien. All right, you take this one. Jordy. <laughs> Poor Damien. <laughs> <laughs> the Damien, this is going to be an interesting one, so put your thinking cap on, bro. Jordan Love, all right, the first-round draft pick for the Green Bay Packers. The amount of snaps, snaps, that he'll have this year doesn't mean that he doesn't mean that he has to take the snap directly or how many plays he'll be on the field, I should say, to be more specific. 50 plays throughout the 16 games this year of Jordan Love being on the field is either a gimmick a quarterback, whatever. Is that number too high, too low? What do you think? Oh, 50. I'm going to go under. I think that Aaron Rodgers does not go let this guy on the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yeah, to go under on that. Uh, I think we'll see him maybe for a few plays if you know Green Bay is playing against. If they have a game against the Bengals, for example, and they're blowing them out. You'll see, you'll see him in there. You know, they'll, they'll have one or two games like that. And I can see him maybe getting 20 to 30 snaps, but not 50. Okay. All right. I like it. And I could dig it. Maybe 50 was a little bit high. Uh, what do you think, Nikki? Jordan Love getting in there this year. Yeah, no, 50 is way too high. I'm gonna <laughs> that one. It's like probably a blowout game. We'll see him. But, yeah, no, not 50. So I'm going under, way under. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. This question is a little too premature. I don't want to get into that. All right. Bengals win total this season. Uh, That's a different question. Bengals uh, win total this season. All right. 4.5. Nikki, what do you think? What did you say? Their what? Their wins for the season? Yeah, their wins. So 4.5. So basically, uh, you know, uh, four or under, then uh, no good. Uh, But five are up there in good shape. So more or less on that. Four wins. Uh, I, I'm going to go more, but, like, not by much. Maybe, like, a game or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe about, like, a tie or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Not, not by much, but I, I think they're going to do a little bit better. All right, all right. Damien, same to you, man. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go four wins for the Bengals. All right. Especially with the division being better. You think about a healthy Pittsburgh. You know, you think about Browns supposed to be better. Right. <laughs> I could see it only four wins. Yeah, yeah, I hear. Yeah, it's tough to win games in those uniforms. It really is. It's a, it's a hard thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's an interesting one. Here we go. Dalvin Cook, running back, Minnesota Vikings, team that could go very far this year in the playoffs. We're talking all-purpose yards right now, and I know he's got help in the backfield. But can he get to 2,000 all-purpose yards, Damon? 
Ooh, 2,000. I'm going to go under just because I don't believe in him being healthy for all 16 games. We haven't seen it. But he's somebody who has the ability to get there. I'm going to go slightly under all-purpose 2,000. Okay. All right, Nikki, same to you. Yes, no, I totally agree. Slightly under. Slightly under. All right, yeah, I, w- I would probably tend to agree with you guys on that. He'll have a lot of rushing yards, maybe 300, maybe 400 uh, receiving yards. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see. All right, Kyler Murray this year. All right, he's got a brand new toy. 4,500 yards passing, more or less, Nikki. Um, no, I'm going to stay. Call. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think that's a good number. That's why she's the first lady, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. She's the best. I love it. All right, D, what are your thoughts? 4,500. I'm going to go under just because you have to be able to throw the ball without getting hit. And as mm. good as DeAndre Hopkins is, he doesn't block. So <laughs> not going to be able to help him. In that aspect, in that offensive line, still hasn't really improved much, you know. So I think that I could see him getting close, but not over forty five hundred. All right, I, I think a few checkdowns to Kenyon Drake may end up putting him over the may put him over the hump. So I'm going to say over forty five hundred yards for Kyler Murray passing this year. Let's go to another one over here. Let's see. Uh, all right, how about Sam Darnold, the guy that we don't talk a whole lot about on the show? Let's assume that he plays a full season. His numbers this year, I'm not going to include yards passing. Damian, 25 touchdowns passing, 12 interceptions. Give me more or less on both. Okay. I'm going to go more than 25. And for the touch, for the interceptions, 12. I'm going to go slightly more. So I think he, I'm going to go 30 touchdowns, 14 interceptions for Sam Darnold. As long as he's not out here just kissing random people, he should be able to get those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love this team. This is great. All right. Not bad. So you think it's a pretty good year for Sam Darnold. Okay. I could dig it. I could dig it. All right, Nikki, what do you think about your cross-down rival? Cross-down rival. Yeah, I think he could get it together. I think he's pretty consistent. But I can see him going over uh, on both, not by a ton. But, yeah, I think he might throw more than 12 interceptions. Okay. All right. 25 TDs. All right. All right. Let's get very premature on this one. This will be the last one, and then we're going to call it a night for third and three. Coaches fired during the season. During the season. 1.5. That means, obviously, two is over. And one is under. More or less, Damien, kick it off. Oh, that's a really good one. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with less this year being fired with everything going on and teams having less time. I think more coaches are gonna have excuses as far as not being able to pair and have their team ready for the season and not get fired. So I'm gonna go less than that this year. All right. All right. Hey, let's hope so. But we don't like people getting fired. Nikki, in about 15 seconds or less, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm going to go last, and it's probably the Browns coach. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Nikki, with, <laughs> Nikki with the knowledge. Knowledge with Nikki, the first lady. I love it. Damien, you're the best. Nikki and Nikki, you're the greatest. I, I love this. I, I can't even. Nikki, I'm putting you guys' name together now. Listen, third and three podcasts, man. We rock and roll. 
We're going to be back on Sunday. We're having a great time. I love this show. I can wake up in the middle of the night and do it. Nikki, good night to you. Damien, good night to you. We shall reconvene in a few days. Sounds good.